dead? They're probably dead. I mean, like, every time she sees Eric Johnson, oh, okay. she, like, loses her goddamn mind. Especially because it's, like, for him, she only sees him, like, once every... Fuck. Year or so? Yeah, it's that, maybe, like, less. Like, once every yeah. two years. Yeah, there's like, there's like, especially some really big dudes that have come over and at first Cooper has been really scared of, but then big dudes are always like the most indulgent of cuddling him forever. And like, it's just like, there's so much territory for him to get cuddled on their body, whatever. And so he winds up falling in love with like huge, and there's like, yeah, a couple of friends of one of our roommates who just every time they come, Cooper freaks out. He's like, yes! This person's this about to... This, this person will cuddle tight? me nonstop for the next four hours. Yeah. And uh, then he just immediately gets so spoiled. And if the guy gets distracted and stops actively petting him for two seconds, he's like, more. No, no. Spoiled. He's spoiled, but also we, you know, bred and raised him to be exactly what he is. So we can't really. You can't really blame the dog for what the dog is. Yeah. We, <laughs> that's what he's for. That's his purpose in life. I was talking uh, to this girl that I've been seeing now, who I guess I need to think of. A, I didn't ever think of a good pseudonym for her. Okay. Um, but. Uh, what's your vibe? Oh, maybe I'll just call her. No, that that tells too much about her. That's too identifying. Lillian. Have we done Lillian yet? No, but I like Lily. Is that good for her? I, mean, I don't know who you're talking about. So. Yeah, I like it. It's a pretty stereotypically trans name, too, True. so it's kind of funny. <laughs> so, like, I'm down to go with Lily, yeah. and I'll be able to remember that, and it's simple. Okay. But I was hanging out with Lily, and uh, we were talking about... <laughs> pets and like giving pets personalities mm-hmm. and i was like yeah i mean i love creating like personalities and like names and whole backstories for all the pets around me because it distracts me from the fact that they're just cuteness slaves yeah like i own you i can do anything i want with you mm-hmm. your life is in my hand you don't have any real autonomy you're yeah. a cuteness slave and so to distract myself from that terrible fact you i like create anthropomorphize yeah, you yeah i create a cute backstory as if give you're you choosing a, to be here yeah <laughs> give you a really cute personality and shit and like yeah you're just kind of a, a little who wants to be owned or whatever you're just, yeah yeah i mean yeah that's why i call them emotional support slaves it's like this yeah idea oh it's my emotional support animal you mean you're emotional support slave and that's like and, and some people you know like n- you know you need more emotional support than others at various times whatever but essentially that's what all these pets are like unless yeah. you're unless your dog is for hunting or something you know what i mean like or unless protection. you've trained it for like a skill it's yeah, an emotional support slave we it's used a to have slave. dogs in order to sh- shepherd our sheep or to hunt or to and some to, people guard and some people still have guards for uh, dogs for, and, and even then it's like a slave guard but you know, for most of us, whether you have a doctor's note or not, I mean, yeah, it's an emotional support slave. It's nice to have someone who loves you and needs you and that you get to pet. It's healthy, you know, whatever. Like, that's what they all are. A cute, cuteness slave, emotional support slave. That's It's all the same thing, you know. We're just... Yeah. We want them because it, it's Makes positive feel for good. our psychology. Yeah. <laughs> kind of fucked up that we enjoy <laughs> owning slaves so much. But you know what? Maybe we sublimate our innate desires to own slaves through these dogs, and then it stops people from actually owning slaves. I'd like to think that's true. Yeah, but I think that slave owners actually had like pets and stuff, too. Yeah. <laughs> so, probably not. Yeah. <laughs>
This is the Gender Fluids Podcast. I'm Ava Smart, a 26-year-old trans girl and bottom-leaning switch. And I'm Ariel Isaac Norman, a 32-year-old androgynous vagina person. And we're the only queer podcast that isn't super gay. Gender Fluids is a podcast about all the sex and all the people. If you want to get in contact with us or follow us, you can find us on Instagram at genderfluidspodcast. On Twitter, we're at genderfluidspod. Our email is genderfluidspod at gmail.com. And you can find us on Patreon under genderfluids. Enjoy the episode, y'all. Oh, man. Speaking of Lily, I had a wild... I've had a wild week with Lily. I I actually... (laughs) Not funny. I forgot to edit the episode this week, so there's not an episode out today, and that's all my fault. <laughs> I mean, there's not an episode out a week from yet today, a week ago. Yeah, like... And people are hearing this. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> that's my bad. Uh, I've been a little busy in Polyland, and... Polyland. I know. King uh, King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard have an album called Polygon of Wanna Land, and every time I hear it, I just think of, like, poly relationships. Mm-hmm. Polyland! Um, but it's, like... It's the first time I've ever been in a relationship where it's like, I'm dating Alexis. And now, and she's like very squarely my primary. We are living together. We have our life together. And now I'm going to go outside of that and find somebody to see and to fuck. Because uh-huh. I'm, not, I'm not looking, at least right now, you know, universe be damned. Like, you know, yeah, anything can happen. But I'm not like looking, looking for a new relationship. Yeah. Like, I don't want another girlfriend. I would like somebody who I can, like, platonically, like, see and, like, hang out with and we fuck and we have a good time and we care about each other's people, but, like... Friends with benefits. Yeah. Friends with benefits, but, like... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah good friends with benefits. Like, to, yeah. new partnery situation, right? Yeah. Um, so, but it's still weird to even be looking for that because, like, it's it's, like, changed how I think about um happiness mm-hmm. and how happiness works or can work and how love can work uh-huh. so like i mean the way i was describing it the other day is like because i was trying to figure this out just for myself right and it's talking to alexis in the shower about it but it's like you know when i'm hanging out with lily mm-hmm. i feel this happiness and this like really great joy right it's a lot of fun um but the happiness that I feel in that is inseparable in a weird way from the happiness that I feel with and because of Alexis. So it's like it's like that my like love and happiness with Alexis found like forms this like really big foundation. Yeah. And like uh, the happiness that I kind of am feeling with Lily can only be felt through that. It has to kind of come up through that and then it can like blossom out of that. Like as if the my love and happiness with Alexis is the ground and like it gives the ability for things, other things to grow out of it. Right. Totally. Or like it feels kind of like using like a combo or like a multiplier card, like a stacked multiplier card and like magic, the gathering or something. Right. Yeah. Where it's like you, all these like extra little relationships that I might be looking for are only possible and only felt through my relationship with Alexis, which isn't something I anticipated. I mm-hmm. thought I would have these feelings for Alexis. And then when I went and found other separate. people, yeah. And they, I would have and grow these feelings separately instead of like being a little overwhelmed with how good it feels like to be with 
makes me at the same time feel in love with Alexis. Lily? Oh, f- yeah, I'll bleep that out. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> Just took a hit and I'm like a little spacey. But like, yeah, you know. For a second it, I thought. That was a nickname for Alexis. I was like, yeah. oh, that's interesting. Yeah, you know, I'll just call Alexis that. <laughs> um, but, like, it's it's weird that, like, I, and I, I was having to learn in the moment how to look Lily in the eyes and, like, be feeling good for her and kind of, like, put my feelings to Alexis to the side. I didn't think mm-hmm. I would have to be doing emotional management in the moment like that where, like, I thought I would just feel good around Lily and then I could go feel good around Alexis about Lily not that when I'm feeling good around Lily I have to be like okay but like let's focus on these love feelings for Lily for a second yeah. not love feelings but you know like those well, yeah, like but I mean you know affectionate feelings sure. right uh and then like separate that and like we'll we'll go back and mm, so good on the feelings for Alexis later yeah because it's just it's so distracting like it's it's really stopped it stopped me from being in the moment a couple of times where it's like I'm feeling all these emotions I'm like bitch focus on what is happening stop thinking about how it's wild that you feel so much love for alexis right now like just (laughs) like like you can ruminate on this later but right now it's just you and another person in a one-on-one kind of date yeah yeah let's like give them our emotional attention no same i mean ever since getting with the girl absolutely like i had no idea that it was going to be that way too but like i mean she is like you say the foundation of all this love and happiness like i understand love and happiness in a new way and like and everything she and she's my secure base you know and yeah. and, and everything that i think about like she's on my mind and heart all the time and so and you can't really separate it and it's like because i have a secure base because i feel so loved and secure because i'm not looking for like the one with people, it does free you up to like go and enjoy feeling affectionate feelings or whatever, you know, for all kinds of different people who, if you were looking for a primary, you might rule them out. If you weren't already in such a securely like and in a love filled place, you might not, you know, kind of be open to that be able to access that with that, with these people. And so it is, it's like this beautiful thing where you get to, you know, have all this this love compounded and it and it does feel like it's just a beautiful thing you don't want to get too distracted by it like you say but it's this beautiful thing that you're like oh this is polyamory you know like this is where it's like it's not so far from being a betrayal of my love for my love it's like they allow me to be in love with the world and with more yeah. people. And Without yeah. that, this would not be possible. Because like kind of like in love is like a state, a state of being in love, like in a, a love vibe, yeah. you know, and that's what like that real kind of love can get you into all the time. And so it's like, yeah, you're now you're just in love in the world and that's going to p- open you up to so much more, you know, love or whatever, affectionate feelings or yeah. whatever. Yeah. It, We've talked about this before on here, like the distinction between loving somebody and being in love. Like mm-hmm. you said, like, you know, with your first wife, you're like, you're like, I never said I was in love with her. <laughs> I, I had no idea what her. love was, you know? <laughs> you know, in my defense. You don't really know when, when you don't know, you know? Yeah. But I think, I think that's a really good distinction that even when I was dating Adrian, I like, we had this conversation where it was like talking about like, 
yeah, I can say I love you, but like that's different than me being like I'm in love with you, yeah. right? Like that's just m- saying I love you is me just letting you know a depth of type of feeling that I have. Saying I'm in love with you is saying I think we're existing on like a similar plane together and with yeah. each other, right? Like yeah. we are in this thing called love together versus just being like I feel good things for you, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. Which is why it was tricky for me talking about these like poly relationships to differentiate between like affection and love. Cause it's like when I'm saying like, oh, I'm feeling love for somebody, it's not like I'm falling in love with them, but it's like I feel that general like amorous feeling, right? Yeah. Like the the amorous of polyamorous, right? Like, mm-hmm. oh, I'm feeling lovey and like, lovey. yeah, <laughs> it's a little lovey. Uh huh. Anyway, it was wild. Yeah. It's been a wild, uh, that's you know, but that's fun. And I did, and that I did good. get permission from Lily to talk about shit now, so now oh, I can good. kind of like talk a little more freely. Good, 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 good. Um, I felt like such a <laughs> such a dumb bitch, because mm-hmm. um, Lily and I were hooking up again, and like, <clears throat> I fi- like I finally got over my own like worries of like I don't. You know, it's such a dumb thing that I know isn't true. But like when we were hooking up the first time, I was like, well, I don't want to hurt her new vagina. Like, you know, like I don't want to like fuck it up. But yeah, it's like, yeah. it's not like it was, she just got out of surgery There's yesterday. Not like stitches. Yeah. It's not like, <laughs> I'm not having to like pick around, around like open wounds, you know? And so like, I, but I, and I knew in my head that that worry about hurting it was just in my own head, right? That yeah. like, there, it, it's, there would and we she would, would know say by something. Now. yeah she would say something we would know by now if like there was like a certain like threshold with which you can fuck like neo vaginas right yeah that would be like a thing in the I mean trans like community. maybe if you had like a particularly big dick then you know yeah, but here's be- the thing I because I I was like we were chit chatting about it. I was like yeah you know I was being honest and open about how I felt and like just some things I was like yeah honestly I, the first time I was like didn't know I was like. I was pretty sure that like there was going to be room for my dick, but I I honestly didn't know, right? Like, what if, like, because sometimes something happens where like a girl has a super small dick or like, and you turn it inside out, they don't stretch it out enough to make it. Or like the doctor just does something, or maybe they don't dilate quite correctly and like there's like some. Yeah, yeah, you got to dilate, ladies. Reduction or whatever. But like. Dick in there for 20 minutes a day or whatever it is. Yeah, she said a thing that like made me want a vagina even more. She was like, she's like, oh, you're fine. I've had a middle-aged lesbian's fist in there. And I was just like, fuck. Okay, yes. but that is a range of fists. But, I know, yeah. but the way she was <laughs> talking yeah, about you'll definitely be fine. lesbian was that it was like a... <laughs> Was like I like a, the idea that the middle-aged lesbian is bigger. Like, middle-aged sounds like a bigger wrist. Yeah, than, got a little, Well, because <laughs> well, if it's a child... It, fat if, starting if, to stick around longer. Yeah, yeah you've yeah. got a little bit more heft to it than like a, a teenager or like an early 20s And wrist. a lesbian implies a thicker wrist than a bi girl, too. So, he, yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Just really paint a picture. Yeah. <laughs> and Lily's for sure, for sure like a subby bottom like me also. I just have... I God, bottom attracts bottom for some reason. Like, yeah. all the girls in my life are bottoms yeah there's also i think just like most of us are bottoms yeah that's true. <laughs> i think it's just 80 20 <laughs> PM talks that have a fucking buy- seller's market buyer's market i don't yeah, know they do it's seller's um, market yeah but um <laughs> yeah it made me feel more comfortable like hearing that one was like wow i really want a vagina so i can get fisted like that and then two i was like okay i really don't have to worry about this anymore yeah yeah, well, I want to get fisted too, but just having a vagina is not guaranteed you get to get fisted. But you could probably tell your doctor, hey, like, 
make sure that's big enough to get fisted. But at the yeah, same time, I'm not trying to impress anybody with the tightness of my pussy. No, not at all. But at the same time, you want it to be tight enough that it is like, whoa, that there's a fist in there. So you got to find just that right line. Plus, yeah. fists come in all different sizes. So you got to just make can sure I it's like big a, enough for a small can fist. Can I take a cast of your fist to yeah. take in with this me? This is my like the perfect size, honestly. Look, dog, I'll, I just need you to be able to fit, fit this. this fist. <laughs> <laughs> I should sell uh, cast of my fist. My, can my you perfect use this as a template? Wrist. Can you, like, like if you're tracing a pattern to like make yeah. clothes with, can you like sketch out a pattern of my vagina around yeah, this fist? Yeah, people need this for their <laughs> vagina sizes. Oh, good. I would love to be the the model that is basically your vagina model just around my fist. Mold uh, your pussies around my fist, ladies. <laughs> well, nothing would make me happier in life. It was a really... Yesterday was a really kind of like a special day because uh, Alexis, Lily, and I all hung out and we went to... We went to lunch for Lily's birthday um, mm-hmm. and then went and swimming. Uh, but it, I, I was having this thought about being in like, a, you know, a minority community or group, right? Like being trans because the three of us were hanging out and it was just three trans girls hanging out and having mm-hmm. a normal day together. And like. I had a moment when I was driving my car with us, like to the restaurant we were eating at. I was like, "Oh fuck!" I was like, "It's just three trans girls in a car. Like this is, this is cool as fuck. Like I've, I don't think I've ever, yeah. like I've had like a couple of situations back with like when I was dating like Jess or mm-hmm. dating Adrian and Jess was there. Like there were some, there was a lot of trans people hanging around, so yeah. we would have like multiple trans people in the group. But it's rare that it's just like. There are so few of us that it is really rare when it's just like, oh, look, just the three of us going out to lunch like gals. Like, it felt like so special. Dude, dude, we have got to make trans sex in the city. Yeah. Five trans chicks all just like being, you know what I mean? Like the dating lives and the career and stuff that's going on, whatever. Dude, that is exactly what the world needs. It is. We need to have some conversations starting fucking trans sex in the city dude that would be so funny and good and heartbreaking and everything and i mean it would be way better than the original stupid i mean no i'm sure i'm sure sex and the city was great i've never watched barely any of it i've watched all of it but i still think it would be be better than the original yeah i feel like it would be easy to do better than that i mean yeah i mean sex in the city was like a big thing for me because like growing up because my mom like watched it but for me Mm -hmm. it was like one of the few places i saw like gay people and yeah. in, in Bonham, I was just like grasping for anything yeah. that I had. And so like it felt cool to be gay and like sex in the city, right? Gotcha. But yeah, trans sex in the city. I, but I mean, it'd be so rare. It'd be wild because it is really rare just to see a group of trans people hanging out and doing normal Dude, shit. Everyone would watch that show. Yeah. Everyone in the world would watch that show. Who doesn't want to watch trans sex in the city? Yeah. I mean, like, and it just felt weird where it's like, you know... I don't think a lot of people really think through like the like what it can do to you mentally when you just can't be around people that are the same as you yeah. and just aren't, right? So like you know, like most people when they hang out with a group of friends, there's at least you know, two or three of other people that are kind of like you, right? Not you know, not in my life, but I mean, for most people, yeah. Yeah, right. It's just like, oh, well, I mean, just like, you know, oh, if you hang out with a group of friends, there might be like two or three other like vagina having like women there, right? Like, well, you know, like, yeah, I'm but just, that's yeah, not no, really but, who I am. 
I know, but I'm just saying like there's like these like similarities that can kind of link you more readily, right? And that like and how how for me it was just wild how much it like it struck me when I realized it. I was like, oh fuck, like this is a special moment. This is a thing that doesn't happen a lot. Like yeah. this is a thing that like I need to like kind of relish because like yeah. who knows when I'll be in this situation again when it's just like the three of us with like similar backgrounds and lived experiences can all hang out together. So there's like a lot of like pre-programmed assumed knowledge amongst us that just lets us yeah. like exist and converse in a way and on a level that I just can't and don't with most other people. Right. And I guess I'm just saying I'm sharing the feeling of recognition for myself because I'm like, oh, yeah, I mean, that's part of like this, my whole thing about like what gender am I or whatever, because what you're talking about, like, I don't have that with women. I don't have that with yeah. men. I only have that with a certain kind of gender nonconforming yeah. lesbian. Mm. And it's so if you I, have I ever been in a room with three of me? I don't know that I ever have. Or like if you have, it hasn't been knowingly. It's like you're in a large crowd. Large and crowd. Like they're yeah. statistically maybe. Large but crowd like, for sure. We can sometimes. But and even then, like even at, like if I was at a bar full of lesbians, there's it's like there's not, it, you know, I am kind of this particular thing that I really don't, you know. Yeah, like I had a coworker. I should, and I could, I guess it could try harder to like foster those situations. And maybe there's just... I don't know. Do you feel ever like a resistance to make you have more trans friends and hang out? But do you well, ever I mean, feel resistance? I mean, I, I you like dating them, so then that makes yeah. it because because I don't want to date me. Well, my that thing was it, like I do like dating trans women, but like at the same time, I decided you know a while back to put a concerted effort into making more trans friends because yeah. I realized I didn't have any friend. I wasn't friends with anybody like me. Yeah, and I wanted that to be true. I mean, I have I had like a couple of like close ish friends like some trans women i yeah. kind of hang out with occasionally and like saw occasionally but like it was it became a mission of mine where it's like i want to yeah kick it with more trans people and just be around more trans people right. it makes me happier and I so i to... but it's hard because like like most people a lot of trans people suck yeah. <laughs> you know like that's the thing it's hard it's like, in any demographic yeah if you're just trying to find cool people to kick it with like good luck like yeah. most people blow exactly that's the problem <laughs> when you are kind of like a smaller kind kind of person a small you know like smaller demographic of person then yeah most people suck and so then if you have to look through the 0.05% of people and find some who don't suck yeah like it's hard yeah, and then find somebody that matches the kind of friendship that you want, and the kind of like things that you're interested in yeah. having in a friendship, and like, I mean, that's what like you know really depressed me about dating for a long time was I was like, you know, the sheer chance of me finding a person that checks off so many of the criteria boxes because I got a lot of weird shit that I need you to be down with, or at least like you know accepting of and letting me take care of elsewhere like from fetishes to kinks to ideas about the universe to like asperger's traits to my music to having yeah. to you know store my giant record collection to like being able to tolerate my humor to being okay with trans stuff to, like sexual stuff our yeah. personalities are a big ask yeah <laughs> it's, it's a lot <laughs> which is why like when i fell in love with alexis after like realizing it's like oh no lock this shit down real quick. Yeah. It is, <laughs> you know, it is a rare combination of things that you're into right now. And I'm, I don't think I'll find it again for a while, but, yeah. it, but that's harder to find, I think for friends because you're not even fucking your friends half the mm -hmm. time. Right. Or at least most people aren't. Yeah. You know, it's like, 
you're just you just have to be into all that shit and tolerate me just because you like me as a person hmm. that's a big ask yeah Yeah, but oh, speaking of the good kind of pain, it's just, just fun because I haven't talked about the girl and I's sex life in a long time. But you're, like, there's just these things that happen sometimes where you just you've been getting fucked in a while, and all of a sudden you realize that all you want is to be fucked for, as hard as possible for as long as possible, any direction, and you're you know, and then and just like where time is stopped anyway, and you're just like. You know, in this perfect state oh, I, of, I know exactly you know, what no, you're talking about. And it's just like as long as you see how like strong your partner is and how much they love you, to see how long they'll keep going, and and then t- until you know, usually, hopefully, I mean, I'll stop her and be like, okay, 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 <laughs> I can't, I can't. I mean, yeah, I mean, I know what you're talking about, like, but that's like one of my favorite oh, yeah. things. <laughs> like, you know, like that's my favorite part of being a bottom. It's just like just becoming a whole putty. Be- yeah. yeah. Just like, just fuck me. Just like forget my feeling and just fuck the shit out of me. It's and like, like 15 minute orgasm. <sighs> I mean, it's just like, for me, it's super meditative. Yeah. It's just like, you just you go You cannot away. be more Zen. Exactly. There is no you or time or anything. It's just this. <laughs> fucking crazy pleasure but yeah that shit scares me though because like that's when i'm most in the moment and most myself and like i've like i've like found out some things about myself in those moments (laughs) like the time that girl from portland well now that person from portland was fucking the shit out of me Uh and they like pulled out and i just like turned around and started sucking their dick and i was just Uh like did I just go oh, yeah. ass to mouth? And I was like, I think I just did. I think I just went ass to mouth. Yeah. And I was like, well, I guess I'm just a person that has done that now. I didn't even know that, but I didn't even, but it's like, that's a decision I make in that like moment where I'm just like yeah. zoned out bottoming. Just like, yeah, fuck me. Fucking just like, yeah. And it's weird. Cause it's like my, when I bottom my asshole, most of the time it's pretty sensitive. Mm-hmm. Like I like getting fucked, but it's a, it's a intense process yeah but it's like once i slip into that space my asshole like finds a new type mm-hmm. of like acceptance and yes. openness and it's just like that's what i'm talking about that's what i'm talking about once you get to that because a lot of times it's like you know you got to find the right spots and you got to feel what feel but sometimes you get to that point where it's just every nerve is like okay do whatever you want yeah. <laughs> and you're just like go <laughs> to your partner you're like go <laughs> it's on you know anyway and a good birthday. <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear about Jerry Falwell? No. <laughs> Who's that? He's like the guy who's got that Liberty University where they make people sign yes! a pledge to not Yo, have... Yes, I did hear not, about this shit. You can't do anything. You know extramarital sex, no gay stuff, obviously, but no, yeah. And, I heard about and this. Yeah, so... This super, you know, conservative evangelical who, you know, supposedly like when he gave his endorsement for Trump, that that helped that was like helped seal Trump's um, 
you know, like, you know, support from the evangelical voters is when Jerry Falwell endorsed him. Jerry Falwell, so like in his 50s and his wife is also in her 50s, but five years younger. And so this guy came out, he was like basically their pool boy. And he was like, in 2012, he started having a relationship with the three of them where he would fuck uh, Jerry Falwell's wife. Yeah, Jerry Falwell's a cuckold. Yeah, cuck. And then Jerry, yeah, so Jerry would watch in the corner. And so Jerry's trying, Jerry has come out with a statement finally after the reporters were like, you want to comment? And he was like, no. And then he came out with a statement and he was like, um, my wife was having an affair. Like, and it's like, fuck you, way to throw your wife under the bus as a, as a cheater instead of just being like, uh yeah, yeah. I mean technically I mean, well, cuckoldry he... isn't homosexual. I'm not. It's not gay. No homo. I just yeah. like watching this hotter dude because I have you know deep Freudian insecurities about my performance or whatever. Like I would rather. Ju- I don't want or her to want to cheat. I just like. So I want to. Like, I'm actually a big fucking liar, and I just like my wife getting fucked in front of me. I think it's real sexy yeah. to watch my wife get fucked. Yeah, just not technically gay. You know. Yeah. It's not. I don't know if that's even. Well, yeah, because like she's not gay. Well, I just mean like, cause it, could it, could it be, is it against his honor code for school? But it definitely is because oh, his wife 100%. is having extramarital sex. Well, cuckoldry is just such a weird, you know, like thing in the world of morality, like for God's sexual idea. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like, you're not the technically. I mean, here's the thing is like, you know, a, a lot of people that are into cuckolding, the thing that they're into, like that they're into the most, especially like in the erotica is like getting caught. Like getting caught yeah, being taboo. a cuckold or just knowing mm-hmm. that the embarrassment of people knowing that you're a cuckold is in, in itself like real fetish. So like yeah. if that's his thing, he's coming so no hard, hard right, right now. now. He's yeah. like having to ha- have all these statements like this great. is his fantasy taken to its logical conclusion possibly. This, yeah, this whole thing is his fantasy. <laughs> well, they, But then there was another interesting thing on these articles where they were saying like cuckold or hot wifers and kind yeah. of sort of using them synonymously sometimes. But also I think they were saying hot wifers are more people just the dudes who are like my wife is super fucking hot and like just like i just like watching dudes have sex with her like like hot dudes especially because like i i could watch porn but my wife is the hottest woman in the world so if i'm gonna watch sex i'd i would like my wife to be the woman yeah and then it's just nice like i'm just like showing her off like hey she's hot you'll want to have sex and whereas cucks more are kind of we that's a connotation of like that we think they have some kind of psychological issues maybe that are like being played out with i I mean i don't think it's more of like psychological issues versus not i just think there's like a power play in more in like in play god i was trying to think of a way not to say place twice but um you know there's there's more of like a power exchange in play mm-hmm. than like in hot wifing because like in cut with cuck holding it's all about you know i'm fucking your wife or your wife is getting fucked right like you're there's like this distinction where it's like you you are removed from the situation and only able to watch as this thing happens to her, right? Or as she does this thing to somebody else, mm-hmm. as opposed to hot wifing, you're like more involved in it, right? It's uh-huh. like, there's not like the element of like potentially like shaming or humiliation or embarrassment yeah. coming into play, right? Yeah. Like, that's I think, what I'm saying. Think, yeah, without the sh- power play, shame and embarrassment being part of the kink or whatever. Yeah. Yeah, hot wife. Because to me, I'm like basically, you know, as a polyamorous and open, especially the way, like, I'm sort of a hot wifer just with only women. It's just like, you know, well, if the girl and I are, ha- I mean, we're having threesome, but I'm happy to watch sometimes, whatever. But like, you know, I'm, I love to watch her having sex with hot women, yeah, you know? Yeah, I mean, in that way, a lot of people are hot wifers. And yeah. that's like, 
you know, sometimes like people at orgies and things will say like voyeurism is a form of participation, right? Yeah. It's just like, yeah, that's hot wifing essentially, right? I yeah. think it's just the difference is like, you know, it's <laughs> it's like when we were talking about am, am I a sex worker or do I do sex work? It's like, I think some you sometimes do hot wife. You're not yeah. a hot wife or like yeah, you're not exactly. creating hot wife situations where right. it's like, this is the thing we're going to do, right? Yeah. It's just like, a it's incidental. Exactly. We're open to hot wifery. <laughs> <laughs> That's a t-shirt, open yeah, to hot, hot wifery. <laughs> we're the right people, you know. You gotta find other hot wives. Let's do a hot wives party. Hot wife and party. Uh, <laughs> a friend of mine uh, was telling me that we were just talking about our parents and growing up and like awkward family tensions and things and like f- fun family stories, whatnot. But it turns out, I didn't know this, that. Uh, their parents are cousins, like first cousins. Nice. And that like in Canada, it's not uncommon to marry your first cousin still. It's like still a very common thing. Yeah. But that like, and but that like it's, it, there's this weird kind of perception around like the cousin incest of like marrying your cousin. Very classy, classy thing to do. Marry your first cousin. Divorcing your first cousin very trashy. You know, it's like yeah. one of those things where it's like once you decide to marry your cousin, you got to stick with that. Well, that's not yeah. a thing you walk back on because then it makes family reunions well, that's awkward. What I say. That's one of my things about why people people say that incest, you know, isn't really like wrong. It's just that we evolved. Some people say this, it's just that we evolved a taboo around it to avoid uh, deformities. And so if uh, a brother and sister, even who were sterile or had 18 forms of protection, um, like they would, it's morally, it should be fine to us for them to have sex. And I'm like, no, cause one of the things that you're losing when you engage in that is this, um, the solidity of the bond of your family that says like, you know, we will always be there for each other, blah, blah, blah. And it's, it, no one's going to like break up. No one's going to, you know, you don't have to worry about drama and that kind of stuff. And, and if even one group in your family, if one brother and sister um, does that, then it puts the doubt into everybody else's mind that these, this, that we're not going there in our family in order to keep these strong bonds. So I actually think there's more going on there than just non-deformities. Yeah. I think we really should not. So if, yeah, it's like that's, that's that cousin. If you're going to get married, you will not break up because you are not going to do that to the bonds of this family that we all know are, you know, unbreakable. Yeah. But it may, I, I, I agree but it made me think about cousin fucking and <laughs> and like got some hot cousins and, no but and like cousin marriage in a, in a new way right like i'd always just thought it was funny beforehand but now it's like oh fuck there's like a level of like seriousness in it where it's just mm-hmm. like it's kind of cool it's like yo if you're gonna marry your cousin you gotta be you have to be certain it's eternal yeah. yeah i was like huh i like the gravity of that yeah. i don't i don't have a cousin that's hot enough to like want to fucking marry yeah but like (laughs) i like that in some world i do you know yeah and the truth is that like statistically um first cousins marrying or first cousins procreating every now and then it's not really dangerous it's only once you do it like a couple times in a row or if a lot of people around are doing it so you can kind of spread that out and you're still you know, within the realm of a good chance of not having any deformities because of weird recessive yeah. genes. I mean, unless you know that your family has like some gene that, you know, 
you both are going to have whatever you know what I mean but you can you can do a decent job of being careful about the genetics of first cousins every now and then it was hilarious uh they were like, yeah, I didn't know my parents were cousins for the longest time. And it always really confused me that like when they were talking about like their Family. their mom and their grandma, it was the same. They both had the same like, grandma. grandma. And then one, one day I was like, uh, oh. Yeah. It's hilarious. <laughs> well, you know, to be, it's kind of like how we judge people morally about some things that we wouldn't have 10 or 20 years ago, you know, and people, it's like people forget, like, cause that wasn't that abnormal, especially in Canada. Um, no, I've been watching a lot of Downton Abbey and yeah. it's all about fucking marrying We only very cousins. recently have decided to be like, let's really stop doing that. And of course people make jokes about in the South, they fuck their cousins, whatever. And it's like, yeah, so they, so they do in the far North. Um, just less populated areas. Sometimes you wind up being like, God, but I'm like, I could be with this girl. I'm 60% compatible with, or this girl I'm 97% compatible mm-hmm. with, you know, and there's just not a lot of options. I don't know. So, but be careful out there, you know, don't do it too often. People. <laughs> I like our cautious optimism with cousin fucking. It's like, all right, look, we're not going to talk against, but like, let's be responsible. Yeah. Meanwhile, we're like, where are the pedophile islands and why wasn't I invited as a child? <laughs> yeah. It's like, can I wish the kids were, you know, the par- the, the adults are always looking around for the kids. They think that are going to be vulnerable, whatever. Some of us kids are going, but, but wait, Oh, <laughs> it's like, look, I can keep a secret. <laughs> It'll be our little secret. <laughs> it's horrible. I mean, the see, I, I think that would turn them off. Like, I think they I need know. the corruption of innocence. And yeah, like, some of them, some of them who are into it for that, but there are some like pedophiles who say that they really like just, you know, they are attracted to kids. And then as they get older, they're still attracted to kids and they love them. And like, they're like, fuck, I'm a pedophile. Like, that's who I like love and I'm attracted to and connect with. So those ones, the sweet little pedophiles who hope, you know, it's sweet if they don't actually fuck kids and they just resist yeah. their whole life. But those ones, um, you know, they probably, but I probably wouldn't have wanted to get with one of those. You know? I know. I would want to get to the, with the one that is a power play for. So I'm honestly just thinking about like, me as like a 12 year old like i would have been such a great find for a pedophile i would have been so eager to suck a pedophile's dick you know like yeah that's all i wanted in life at that time was just like to suck someone's dick if some man was like hey you come come over one day and i go yeah. over and he's like no you want to play xbox i'm like cool and then we play video games for ben he's he like just you pulls wanna... his dick out. yeah i'd be like Thank you, whoever got all of my notes. <laughs> this is all I've been wanting. <laughs> like, I know, it's just it's so weird. Um, like, because um, then, um, I mean, I think we're supposed to condemn that and still say that man's a rapist and should go to prison I mean, or whatever. But it, like at the same time, like, I don't know. I mean, he is. Here's the thing. He is and it's wrong. It's so yeah. wrong. Like, 12-year-old me should not have gotten all the yeah. things 12-year-old me wants. You know? Right, good point. <laughs> like, what? Well, yeah, it's just like, what does it do to you? Even if you think that's what you want as a 12-year-old, what does yeah. it do to you to actually have that experience? Yeah. Even if you had like felt like you loved every bit of it the whole time, which who knows? I mean, who knows how you really would have felt afterwards? Do you feel this wash of guilt and shame immediately afterwards? And is that just yeah. society making you I feel mean, like I don't I, think you know, it would have been healthy for me at that age, but yeah. I just know me at that age would have been psyched. Right. Well, that's why these people tell us now, you know, like, yeah, they did, they have masturbated to their trauma for years, and now they were like, mm, yeah, let's move on from that. It doesn't actually seem that healthy anymore or whatever. Yeah. 
So yeah. So please do not have sex with children. Everyone in conclusion, <laughs> it is wrong to have sex with kids. Thank you. Um, <laughs> we have been told we now have to legally say every episode, do not actually fuck kids. Please, 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 please do don't fuck kids. kids. Please don't have sex with kids. Uh, <laughs> but insincerely, I mean like, please don't have sex with children. Did I send you that article about the guy who stole that huge dildo? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just such a fun news story. Like, I'm sorry to the store that you lost some money or whatever, but like this It's dude, worth it. It's you, worth it. The, the degree of joy you've brought into yeah. the world by your dildo being stolen. Start a GoFundMe. I'll give you five bucks to pay for it. So this guy... <laughs> This guy stole one of those enormous dildos that they just have like basically on display at sex toy stores. I mean, it was $2,500, you know, the price tag of it. Yeah. And it was like a three and a half foot dildo or something. It was bigger than that. Was, I mean, it was like a, it was like you're carrying a log over your shoulder. You yeah. had to like heft it he out of there. It, yeah. Like you would use two arms to carry this motherfucker. And they caught him on the little camera they have, but he's wearing a mask <laughs> like a good boy. So they couldn't identify him. So it's just like, but every joke we make about this, like masks and people like, oh, throb stores you know in, in quarantine and then he this guy steals a an enormous dildo and gets away with it because he wears a mask it's the perfect little 2020 <laughs> <laughs> moment <laughs> i was hoping like this guy was one of the people like maybe in california or something who got released from prison because of covid and that they were like remember they were like well we'll just release a bunch of people from prison so that they yeah. don't all die on our watch and we get sued for war crimes or you know and then it's like this guy's like Cool. Puts on a mask. Goes gets a dildo. Like, <laughs> I just like that. That's the first thing he wants. He's like, I, yeah. I've been thinking about this for a long time. I know it's still there. No one's gonna pay twenty five hundred dollars for that. Mm -hmm. I want that I'm dildo. Liber I'm gonna liberate that dildo. If he, especially if he was the crime he was in prison for was like planning a heist of that dildo. Yeah. He got busted. He's just like they're not gonna be expecting the first like, thing I do. It wasn't a violent crime. Yeah. <laughs> Let's let him out. Well, and two the again, Italian blowjob. If those guys don't have like <laughs> robbery insurance and y'all really got hurt from that twenty five hundred dollar, please start a GoFundMe because I because again as a utilitarian that dildo was sitting in the store not being enjoyed and if this guy is doing something with that dildo bravo you know like that's that's more joy i i really I like the trophy, idea though. that i don't think anyone's putting that in their holes uh, you never know mm -hmm. uh i mean someone's gonna try yeah but i like the idea that it is an elaborate way for uh anti-max mask person to like prove yeah <laughs> that like you know that things can be stolen like well i want to prove still all that the dildos you can, in the state well, it's like i gotta prove that i can steal stuff that's like you know gonna that, that you can just walk in with a mask but like i can't steal anything valuable because then they'll take it seriously as a yeah, crime yeah. but like what if i stole a, that so giant dildo no this one's gonna a give a fuck statement. if i actually stole that like and it'll prove that i can do it it's a like, political statement as a political statement this guy's gonna steal every oversized dildo <laughs> in the country <laughs> until he gets caught <laughs> the dildo bandit has struck again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sex stores, you need to beef up your security. This guy's on a mission to prove something. I fucking love that. <laughs> yeah, I'm a high-end dildo thief. I was actually hired by the Republican Party. <laughs> <laughs> this guy winds up speaking at the RNC here in a couple days. That wouldn't surprise me. <laughs> you may have seen that dildo heist uh, article. <laughs> that was me. See, masks are bad. Okay. I think people 
have a fetish for like their pets watching them have sex? Like you're not like really into other forms of bestiality at all. You just like you kind of like some dog or huh. whatever of yours to watch. I don't. <laughs> Very specific. I never thought about that. Yeah, but I, I. There has to be right. Like. Yeah. Like I can't come unless it's like my dog's almost like in a power room. play for maybe where you can be like because your dog has all these feelings. What if your dog is closer to your wife than you, and you just want to make your dog watch you fuck your wife and you be just, like, yeah, yeah, because like you just have a kind of a chip on your shoulder at this point about who really is like I mean, the man I, of the house. I definitely do. <laughs> I definitely get that general vibe with like our pets. Like sometimes, yeah. like Alexis and I will be fooling around, and like the cats will be watching. And I'll be like. Yeah, yeah, fuck, fuck you. you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, watch right. what I'm about to do to her. Uh-huh. <laughs> watch what I'm doing. Just to in your case mother. you ever think you're. <laughs> yeah. Because <laughs> yeah, with Cooper, even like we do spoil him so much and like let him get away with so much. So there is a sense of like, yeah, sometimes mommy's going to throw you in the corner and then I'm going to fuck her while you watch. <laughs> <laughs> but I like the idea that someone needs that to get off, where it's just like, uh-huh. look, I don't know how to tell you this, but. I can't come unless my dog's in the room. <laughs> At this point, yeah, it just kind of built over time. I don't know. <laughs> it's too They're just such a comforting to, presence. I can't to, really be present unless I. You just try to wean yourself off of it by like putting a picture of your dog in the, <laughs> the pitiful look on his face. <laughs> just like put fucking he. Had, you have a picture on your bedside table. Yeah, exactly. Your partner or just reaches over, sets it down. It's like, no, leave no, it up. Tonight. Yeah, <laughs> I need it up. Yeah, and eventually she's like, I have to make eye contact <laughs> with it while I fuck you. Uh, <coughs> so great. <coughs> yeah, you always want like that. That's the guy who always wants to bring his dog like on every family trip and stuff. And like, can we just get a dog sitter sometime? He's like, but. <laughs> if you keep from if you keep like successfully keep from your wife that this is like a thing for you and you just never tell her that like <laughs> that you just look at the dog and she you know she's usually closing her eyes for a lot of it or she's putting yeah. you like doggy style so that you can look at the dog and she doesn't see what you're looking yeah, at. Yeah, I just when you call it doggy style, you're referring to something else. <laughs> you start fucking them from behind, then you know, like reach behind you and you pick up your picture again and you start yeah. like, looking at it. <laughs> just make eye contact with the dog. <laughs> I mean, I've definitely made eye contact with Ellie during sex before. Like, I'll like look over and she's like on the ground. And it's like, oh, hey, baby. And then I'm like, all right, well, I'm I'm gonna look the other way now because <laughs> she has this like you know thing where <laughs> she won't break my stare. She's a good staring contest. <laughs> yeah. Person, yeah. And I'm like, this doesn't mean you're dominant, but like. <laughs> I didn't really mean to like get into like a stare down with you right now, but she also has that like <laughs> dog looking up innocent eye where it's like, I can't look away because instinct, but also I know I, you don't want to keep looking at me. Yeah, that's difficult. <laughs> She's like, I want to be a good girl for you, but it seems uncomfortable. <laughs> Whereas I'm just imagining, you know, like again, the girl like picking little, scooping little Cooper up and throwing him to the side of the bed. 
And then her <laughs> fucking me, and then me like making eye contact with Cooper and being like, "Yeah, Mama loves me." See, <laughs> you know? I like I like it more where you just like pick him up since he's so tiny and just set him down right next to her. It's like, no, you yeah, stay. stay there. <laughs> <laughs> but just like he starts growling, like it's shut up, you finger harder. <laughs> you know, but just like the the concept of of like staring him in the eyes and trying to convey that Mama loves me more than him. You know? <laughs> <laughs> Look what she's doing to <laughs> give you this kind of attention. <laughs> Uh, I know you're my cuteness slave, but I also need to emotionally. You're also kind of my brother (laughs) in this my psychosexual (laughs) universe. Okay. No, yeah, I mean, because it's like uh, you know, he's he's simultaneously my son and my brother, and a kind of like the girl is my partner and my mommy. You know how she put my shoes on me the other day for me. On the day we were really celebrating my birthday, she just like one of those new, you know, she does that like thing when I um, come out of the shower. She's usually there to wrap a towel around me and dry my eyes and stuff. And <laughs> That's still one of like the cutest little things I've ever heard. It's really nice. And then, yeah, so that was just a thing where I was sitting and she like had me sit on the edge of the bed and <laughs> helped put my shoes on. <laughs> <laughs> it's really the best feeling in the world. <laughs> I'm like probably not gonna encourage her to listen to this episode. <laughs> uh that makes me so happy. We've been getting more and more into like the little stuff around the house, just like casually like doing little things and like when you characterize things it's like you can do something just like as a normal ass person but then you yeah. can characterize it as being little it's really fun mm-hmm. oh. so yeah wait yeah our animals yeah it's just funny like there's so many dynamics there because do- dogs are very dominance hierarchy like that's you know their culture is very much like that so there is always some sort of interplay of that diamonds hierarchy and whoever else they live with and stuff and so they're they're placed in the pecking order so they're kind of yeah because dogs do try and fuck each other for Uh dominance Mm -hmm. like they hump each other into submission and so it's funny just to be like look even your mom (laughs) i fucking own that bitch she's mine you're all in my domain (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> or but here's the thing i don't know we've kind of been looking at it from a dominance perspective but what if we what if the person like wants to like have the dog watch them because it makes them feel guilty for fucking them their like owner in front of the dog like they yeah, need to feel, feel you need to feel the guilt of like i'm sorry you have to watch you this but like i'm such a bad person for this. doing this and yeah. the dog's just you get off on the your the dog's sadness yeah <laughs> Yeah, yeah, they whimper. Oh, you whimper. <laughs> oh, hit that high whimper so I can finally come. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, jeez. Yeah, yeah, hit that high whimper, baby. <laughs> oh, yeah, come down, come down. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's another version of this. <laughs> <laughs> I just feel like there's so many like different psychological dynamics you could have with making your pets watch you. And especially like we've only talked about dogs. You haven't even talked about like cats seem like it's it's hard to get a cat to really care. <laughs> so, <laughs> Maybe you're into the apathy of it. Yeah, exactly. Why? It is fun. Like, you I don't, don't even mind. care if I fuck her. Like they just exactly at all. it is fun to yeah to see how little cats can. we can just <laughs> fucking the shit out of each other dogs will have some kind of reaction even ellie has some feelings you know but like 
cats will just be like whenever you're done and you can i mean they're very sex positive in that way they're just like yeah natural process going on between the humans i don't care as ever just <laughs> i'll tell you when i want to be fed or pet thank you <laughs> it's great <sighs> i love cats but yeah i wonder if other people have other reasons why they like to their pets to watch them have sex or if you have other pan- animals like maybe a parrot could be fun to have sex in front of if they get involved i don't know yeah any other animals i don't know how many animals would have strong reactions besides dogs i mean if like so we were talking about it earlier like voyeurism is participation is like exhibitionism with your pets bestiality that's what i i've asked audiences questions like this a lot it feels like the i mean a few people will always automatically go yes to anything in that realm but for most people they're like yeah, that is a gray area. I mean, I don't know. You know, it is just, it's just funny because... It's Are your like, dogs I'm, consenting to watch you? No. Are they consenting to being owned and controlled every moment of the day? They are slaves. Yeah, they so are not. That's what it is already. Yeah. Just different degrees of how you treat your slaves, I guess. But... <laughs> <laughs> And some of the dog, I mean, we're in such a weird. Here we have chopped most of their balls <laughs> off and shit. It's like, it's like I'm sorry. Like, uh, oh, this is where we draw the line. If it's, I want to make my dog watch me fuck, that's, um, that's I'm going to. Yeah, that's yeah. my business. If I'm not sticking anything in I'm a not hole, making of a dog, you watch me make my dog watch me fuck. Yeah, but we have a studio apartment, so <laughs> it really is what it is. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh god <laughs> that seems like a nice fetish you know if that's yeah you know. it's kind of wholesome unless you're tying the dog up or something you that's put a it fun in its- fetish to uh, toss at your therapist yeah <laughs> so i create my dog in our bedroom every time we have to- <laughs> i tie it to a post at the foot of the bed and every time it closes its eyes i whip it <laughs> Oh no! I use my teeth. Oh, no. <laughs> we have one of those oh, collars. So <laughs> <laughs> have a remote shot collars every time. <laughs> Don't you look away! Don't you look away! <laughs> or you just have like a mirror on the other side of the bed, so that wherever the dog is, there's always going to be a way to look. <laughs> oh, this is our mirrored fuck room for the dog. <laughs> it's like the mormon celestial room i was talking about with all the mirrors on every wall but we stole the design (laughs) this we actually the mormons are having financial trouble we were able to get one of their old temples and now we use the celestial room as a dog god in 20 in 2071 The Mormon church will have to hopefully sell a temple away. Oh, if any of us are alive by then. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) It makes me so uncomfortable. Oh, I. But it's fucking hilarious. (laughs) I suspended being present with the reality of. I like the uncomfortableness a little bit. Yeah. It makes it more funny to me. Like, the worse it feels, the harder I can laugh at it. Yeah. And I, it's fun. And it's also interesting because, like, in the case of Cooper, for instance, it just like he doesn't really seem to register our fucking, you know, like it's not something I've ever actually done to really like look at him. And we usually, he just once he realizes we're having sex, he just goes to a corner and does his own thing. He doesn't seem 
He doesn't seem like, I want to get as far away from this as possible. He's just like, fine, you're not going to be petting me. I know you're going to be moving around. Like, I'll just go over here, you know? And so it's like, you do wonder like what goes on in his tiny little brain about it. Does he have any feelings? Cause he has, he sometimes seems to get quite jealous and, and cock blocky. And if I'm kissing the girl, a lot of times he tries to come kiss us, you know what I mean? But then other times it's like, do you care about us having sex? Like, I don't know. And then he's, he's some dogs are much more expressive of all kinds of emotions than he is. So yeah, yeah. Just... Like Ellie has eyebrows, and mm-hmm. because her eyebrows are different colors, and so you can see that emotion like cross her face or like her, watch her like puzzle through things. Oh, speak of the devil. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I always did used to make the joke that like how some people train horses not to be gun shy, so they can take them more like yeah. shooting and stuff. Right? Like I've trained Ellie not to be fuck shy at this point. Yeah. Like she's just like because I did. I lived in a three hundred and twenty square foot like you know, studio apartment. Yeah. And there was nowhere to get away from like all the kinky shit I did. And so yeah. she just got real, she's just always, I mean, she's always been chill about it, but she's just real good about like laying down and not yeah. paying attention. Well, and I think that Cooper is probably the same way just because as the girl's little tiny emotional support pocket sized dog, like he probably just was happenstance wise you know, just in a yeah. small areas with her having sex I as well. I think it was so. my friend Steven that was like, life just happens to this dog. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and I think that's pretty true. Mm-hmm. So our dogs are fine with it. Our dogs yeah. are sex positive and like just, you know, body positive. You know, they're just yeah. kind of liberated But it's also sexually. not my fetish to like, yeah, I, I don't exactly. have to have them in the Which room. Which we don't care if they had strong reaction, you know, like because it's like, well. I will say my dog is better than yours because of yeah. how sex positive it, she is. Yes. Um, Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. Okay, on that <laughs> note. <laughs> betting Ellie. Sign up. <laughs> this has been another NPR production out of Safe Space Studios. We're broadcasting on 66.6 FM. That's KFUX. Peace. Ciao. This has been a hoo ha podcast.